welcome back. I am excited to share a little solo episode today. Just getting back from a week-long trip in Vancouver. I was there with Leslie and it was beautiful. It was half business, half pleasure. So one of our investors was actually putting on an emotional intelligence immersion, which is a little jargony, but essentially it was just becoming a better leader through the lens of improving and getting more aware to your own personal emotional intelligence. And for me, I guess TLDR, what I realized was I am a very empathetic, emotionally expressive leader, but I really lack the assertiveness and the self-confidence to problem solve and make decisions. And I think it really holds me back at times because I'm often, you know, the friend rather than the boss, right? And I want to be liked by everyone, but that doesn't often lead to being respected. So I was very grateful to be a part of that experience. I think as a young founder, it's really hard to build a business and simultaneously work on yourself. But as we all know, you know, the culture of a business is so important. And so I'm really trying to just improve how I lead and how I operate and how I show up in the world. So going to work on being more assertive, going to work on, you know, speaking my truth and stepping into my power. But that is not the point of today's episode. I really want to share something that changed the game for me in healing my relationship with food. And that is pleasure. Finding pleasure in what you eat. And hear me out, because you may be like, what does this mean? Have you ever, when you're eating something, maybe it's something indulgent or decadent, or you think of it as quote unquote bad. Do you ever tell yourself as you're eating it, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, or I need to slow down. This is going to make me fat. Oh, here I go again, finishing the bag of cookies again, right? This like negative chatter in our brains. And sometimes it can even happen before you start to eat the thing, right? You're looking at this delicious croissant at the coffee shop and your brain is saying, don't do it. (laughs) Don't you fucking do it. And your heart is like, I want it. I want it. Your stomach is like, I want it. So it's this battle or it could be after you eat something, you know, and you feel guilty about it. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I eat that? You know, I have no willpower. I've experienced all of the above. So if you are currently going through this or you have in the past, you are not alone. I struggled with this for over a decade and it's exhausting, right? It's like, it kind of feels like this angel devil where one part of you is like, I really want this. And the other part is like, don't you dare sister. (laughs) Don't you fucking dare. And what I thought for years was that having guilt and shame around what I was eating or just that rigidity that came with that internal monologue would actually help me eat less, right? It's the same kind of logic as, you know, following a bunch of Victoria's Secret models on Instagram and seeing (laughs) their rock hard abs every day and thinking it's going to help you go to the gym more. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I actually binged and overate more when I had this dialogue and when I told myself, you shouldn't be doing this. So why is that? Why do our brains do that to us? I'm no psychologist, but I knew for me personally that when I told myself, you shouldn't be eating this, stop, slow down, you're a pig, etc. I wasn't enjoying what I was eating, obviously. And I felt really guilty about it and very shameful about it. And what that led me to do was then I would say, okay, I've already fucked up, right? I've already eaten 
an Oreo. So I'm just gonna eat the rest of the Oreos in the sleeve and I'll start fresh tomorrow. I'll get back on the wagon tomorrow. And this, my friends, is textbook restrict binge cycle. So what ended up helping me was actually very counterintuitive to what I had gone by for years. And that was, God forbid, receiving pleasure and enjoyment from what I was eating. Because I think what I told myself was, you know, if I enjoy what I'm eating, if I release and surrender into this pleasure around food, I'm never going to stop, right? I'm just going to keep eating until I explode. And I think our brains trick us into thinking that that's the case, but it really isn't. When that occurs is when we're suppressing the pleasure, when we're restricting ourselves from that pleasure, when we're getting close to the edge of almost receiving the pleasure. So maybe we're eating the burger and fries or we're eating the donut or whatever it is that we've restricted ourselves for so long, but we don't fully allow the full experience of that food, right? So we're eating it and we're like, look at me, I have food freedom, I'm intuitive eating, but the whole time we're saying, this is wrong, you shouldn't be doing this, <laughs> you know, slow down. And so our brain is so conflicted, it's confused. And we don't really feel satisfied. We don't feel that pleasure. So what do we do? We keep eating and we keep searching for that next hit of dopamine, that next thing that's gonna make us feel content and full in the soul. So here's some tactical, tangible tips. The next time you eat, whether you're making frozen pot stickers from Trader Joe's or you're actually dining at a Michelin star restaurant, it doesn't matter where you are. You can romanticize any meal, any moment. So here's what works for me. Before I sit down to any meal, I put my phone away. I think so often we're distracted while we're eating, which also can potentially lead to eating more than our body needs or not actually enjoying what we're eating because we're not paying attention. Like, have you ever finished a meal and you're like, oh shit, I didn't even taste that really. Like <laughs> I wasn't there, you know, it's the same thing as driving home you know, from work and the same drive you do every fucking day and you get home and you're like, how did I get here? Like, that's dangerous. It's the same thing when you're scrolling on TikTok and eating dinner and then you finish your meal and you realize you didn't taste a damn bite. You're probably not going to feel very satisfied, but have you ever been to a restaurant and it's like the ambiance is set, the candles are lit. You're with your mans and you're just feeling calm and present and every bite you're like, like breathing into it, you're slowing down, you have some great wine. It's such a different experience. And I firmly believe you can create the same experience at home. And you don't even need to light candles. You don't need the fancy wine. You can do this with some peanut butter toast on a paper towel in the car on the way to work. All you need to do is, number one, put your phone away, for God's sakes. <laughs> you know, we're on it like 12 hours a day already. So you can you can stand to put it away for like five minutes. Promise you, bestie. Put it away, take a deep breath, just one, breathe out, and then start to think, I'm so grateful for this meal. I'm so excited to eat this food because your digestion actually starts with your eyes and it starts with your thoughts. So if you've ever noticed, you know, when you try to eat when you're stressed or in a rush, you don't digest it very well. So it's really important wherever you are to try as best as you can to kind of get into that relaxed parasympathetic state because it's really helpful for digestion. So first step is put your phone away. Second step is take a breath. 
Third step is start to tell yourself positive things. I'm excited for this food. I'm grateful for this meal. That looks so delicious. Fourth thing, slow down. Really just, I mean, the breath will help you get there too, but I'm a really fast eater historically. And it's like an ongoing thing for me because growing up, I played like five sports. And so I remember I was always just like shoving food in my mouth in the car between practices. And so now I've had to really train myself. Like it's not a race. The food's not going anywhere. And so I really just, you know, slowing down, notice how many times you chew. Like oftentimes it's embarrassing, but I would just like barely chew and just like swallow things. So important to chew slowly many times. It helps again, digest your food. And then the last thing is notice what thoughts do come up. So you're not going to be perfect. I'm not trying to have you aim for this experience where, you know, you're like in la la land and you're eating and everything's great and it's perfect. No, it's not going to be like that. It's not even like that for me, honestly. I still have those thoughts come up and it's all about first setting this positive intention and this positive space for your meal, but then also getting really present and really aware of the thoughts that come up and when they come up. You know, maybe you notice for yourself, they only come up at the end after you've eaten something and then they start to creep in saying, ooh, you ate a little too much, you ate a little too fast, I can't believe you ate all those carbs, right? It's different for everyone what that chatter is. And then don't judge yourself for what that is or don't judge yourself for even having it in the first place. I think just being aware and kind of curious as to why that's coming up and when is really powerful. And so what I've really gained from shifting my eating experience to this way is I actually eat less. And it's not about losing weight or it's not about under eating. It's not the vibe I'm trying to to share with you guys, but it's more touching on the irony of, you know, my whole life, I was like rigid and pushing and restricting and I just wanted to eat less. I didn't trust myself around food. I felt like I had no willpower. I was terrified of my own appetite. I felt like, oh my God, why do I have this raging fucking appetite? But what I really needed to do in order to actually eat less and stop overeating and stop binging was to surrender and do the complete opposite of what I had done for years, which was confining myself. And so once I let go, once I leaned into the idea that I was a foodie and I loved food and it made me happy and it made me feel good, and I wasn't ashamed of that, I actually did eat less. Why? Because I was slowing down. I was tuning into my body's signals. I was learning that your body has these really cool things called fullness cues. And it feels really fucking good to listen to your fullness cues and not push past them. Because I know whatever I want will be there tomorrow. It will be there at the next meal. It's not like the last time I'm ever having carbs. I can have them tomorrow. I can have pizza for breakfast. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm an adult. And it's not like I'm not human either. I do overeat from time to time. If I'm at an amazing restaurant and the food just tastes so good, so amazing, and I'm like, I can't, I can't stop, that's okay. It happens. That's also part of the journey. Don't be so rigid and think that everything is supposed to look a certain way. It's fluid. It's loosey-goosey, baby. Remember the goal is this anti-rigidity. Your brain is going to want to confine you. It's going to want to compare you. It's going to want to have you follow rules. 
And just remember that the beautiful juiciness is actually in the flow. It's in the gray. So if you overeat at a meal or a few meals, you didn't fail. It's actually perfect. It's perfect. You're a human. You're just doing the human thing. And I love it. All right, friends, that is it for this week. I have some fun interviews coming next week. One with the American female record holder for the marathon. Talk about a badass. She's also pushing 40 and a mom. So it's just, it's mind blowing. I love women. All right, friends, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.